Good evening for this Thursday, September 28th. We have finished watching the fifth episode of Star Trek Dex, Star Trek Lower Decks Season 4 titled Empathological Fallacies. But we're just getting started here on Live Long and Podcast for our live stream review of this episode. I'm Dave Mader here on Live Long and Podcast, streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and on Twitch. I'm joined, of course, with the man, the great one, Davin Skelhorn. Yep, it was Wayne Gretzky and then me. That's yes. The- <laughs> the Gretzky uh, of prisons, we like to call you. Don't think I didn't notice those gains you got there. No, I won't. I, 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 of course I. And joining us for the first time on this particular uh, branch of Live Long and Podcast, uh, Merrick, Captain Merrick, Peldor Joy to both of you. Peldor Joy, oh. Joel and True. Well, I'm true. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Glad to have you with us, uh, Captain Merrick. I believe you've already been on Debate Nine. If I'm, oh no, trivia. You were on the Trouble with Trivia. I'm sorry, Trouble with Trivia and the uh, the L probe. Class L probes. Class L probes. Probe. So you have been uh, dabbling in our science division. Mm, uh, yep. Welcome to the command division, where we review episodes, actual episodes of Star Trek. Glad mm-hmm. to have this panel. Um, and I'm not sure what's going on with the world mind, but, uh, you know. You know, but I got to say, the plain, simple tailors really honored the prophets with their pitch on that intro, right? It was. You you honored the It's so good. I, w- I was, I was going to say, I, I, I'm surprised at the quality of that. Do you guys have somebody that does the acoustic versions of the intros? Is that you? Yeah, or me. do you find that? <laughs> See, <laughs> me. That was cool, man. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, love it, love it, love it. The locutors themselves. Yes, 9 one yeah, because I said, like, Davin, like, uh, because I wanted to make that little intro video, and I was like, oh, you're, you're, you know, your music, like, why don't, can you find me something royalty free? He's like, I'll just make something, and then I got it. Like, and it's uh, royalty free. Yeah, it was, <laughs> I was like, that's even better. Um, uh, the world mind says uh, he's filmed all day, so he's got to, he's exhausted. Okay, so it looks like ah. this will be the crew for this episode. Sounds tonight. good to me. Um, you the know, Jolon we got crew, if you the will. Jolon crew, oh, the Xanthi oh, fever like of it all. Xanthi fever, Xanthi fever, Xanthi fever. That's only old <laughs> beta zoids who are affected by that. Um, so guys, uh, how'd you like this episode? Let's go start with Davin. I mean, it was good. All lower decks is pretty great, but it just seemed kind of light. Like, I felt like it was over, and I was just like, that was it. Because there's been some meaty episodes, I guess, of this lately. And, yeah, you know, this one. It's, it's so. kind of like a. Is this like mm. the lower decks is naked now? Naked time. 
Maybe if it, is, if it is, it's the second or third one that we've gotten. <laughs> There's been a few few moments. There was the the lower decks orgy episode we had first season or, or whatever. Right, it's naked time, as yeah. uh, as Shax told us <laughs> yeah. in that one. Uh, we already got some live comments here in, in the stream. Norman uh, Butchwald saying, "Love the holograms short." So I haven't actually seen that. Uh, the, I think he's referring to the very short trick that just came out. Um, I'm gonna I say, I guess it's Buchwald. Yeah, I watched the other two short tracks though, Norman, and I did not like them so far. Um, I only saw the hologram one, and it was just like me. That's the man. only one you've seen. That's, yeah, that's well, the one to was speaking the so least reaction badly. from you. Yeah, they're they're not they're not being yeah. well received, shall we say? Yeah, they just seem like a waste of time. It's just like whatever. Put that money into like paying animators or something. Yeah, Mer- Merrick, how do you feel about this episode? I. I want to mirror what Davin said. I think that's spot on true. I think it's hard to rate any single episode of Lower Decks as bad. I was trying to decide what number I would give this episode. And I I feel really weird giving any episode of Lower Decks under an eight because I enjoy every single one. I just love it from top to bottom. So I'm like, I I feel like Lower Decks in general. might be a bad eight. It's, like, it's, it's just a bad eight, which is the most <laughs> that you can say about it. But I love yeah. that I love that you said that it feels like not as much happened where it's a lighter version, especially compared with last week's episode, which just felt like a whirlwind from minute to minute. It was just so much happening, so much going on. This definitely felt like less. Did I like the references and the humor? It was fantastic, of course, but yeah, it's not in my top, it's not in my top ten. Probably. Well, well, Davin, I know you're you're a big fan of the Talin character, and uh, this was kind of her episode, you know. And I think an episode that kind of needed to happen for her character's arc, just like you know, because she kind of was sent to Starfleet and the Cerritos as a, a punishment, and that you know they had to kind of deal, I think, with some of that in this one. Yeah, now now she's addressing it as a punishment more, whereas before she was just like, yeah, I'm an officer transfer. But mm. like, Right. Yeah, and it's it's funny how much uh, um, Tendy wants to be her friend. That's pretty. Like, I, I gotta loves keep... her. Yeah, loves her. yeah, that was fun too. Uh, some other but, comments but I... here. Uh, if I'm yeah, not mistaken, yeah. uh, Norman says these are the first Beta Z women speaking roles outside of Troy, Loxana, and both Kestras. That might be very well true. There's we haven't had a ton Is of Beta Z characters in general. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that was eighty percent of them right there. <laughs> Right. Yeah, there's been a couple <laughs> other like Lon Suter is another Betazoid I can think of. One of my favorites. Uh, Love him. There's that oh, guy yeah. in the Menage Troy episode who's like I've known Loxana a long time. Whoever that guy mm. was. Um yeah, that guy. Yeah. But there's been, yeah, there like we haven't met a ton of betazoids. We haven't spent a lot of time on beta Z. So yeah, there's a lot, there's more to unpack here. Apparently, they used to be food for the Cations. That is now in canon. Yeah, so. we learned that today. How about that for a fun fact? I had no that idea. I, I want to know more about Cations in general, but uh do. did I know that they ate uh betazoids for sport? No, I, I learned that today. <laughs> they still have a taste for it, apparently. Uh, <laughs> I, I will say, like, one of my top lines of the season so far is I didn't know this was a buffet. Yeah, <laughs> like as soon as the Betazoids walk in, and they're all like, "What?" Yeah, the Betazoids just think it's hilarious. She's like, I "No, think... we only eat synthetic Betazoid now." <laughs> Speaking of that scene, <laughs> did you guys notice? I I asked my because we did a watch party for this literally right before this, but I asked the crew that was watching it, "Did you guys notice some difference in?" animation technology or animation style that they did in this episode i noticed it in that scene when she 
goes crazy and is about to go hunt some betazoids and also in the replicator scene when and walking down the hallway the soup too. at it yeah, yeah there's the several animation. different yeah there's like a new tech that they're using or something it looks great the I mean, movement looks, looks different yes faster it's faster it's like sped yeah. up or something because even getting a screenshot of it was was difficult um like in mm. terms of how they're animating yeah like we will see if we can see that yeah. that in the screenshots wow the, trying the, something. the chat is bumping tonight jody simpson coming in from the COVID cave uh he wants some slam poetry about uh about <laughs> uh, i am the klingon that the empire refused i am the visual wait 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 can we have a whole podcast of that wait, wait, what was i need a i need your mixtape to drop tune <laughs> <laughs> into locutors of trek for more like me doing crazy shit like that norman also feels like the talin is now stolen the show she's the seven of nine of lower decks well she's uh, great she could yeah be. We, we were talking about that before, that she sort of fits this really amazing and yet somehow up until this point unfilled straight man position that we've never seen. Like, it works great in in straight Trek, right? Seven of Nines are all phenomenal. But this slapstick comedy thing, Talyn being like this straight man to bounce off of has been hysterical. It's like It's like the thing that was missing that we didn't know was missing all along that somehow adds to every interaction at this point. I, I love I love to learn. Yeah, it kind of was hilarious on. that she's the uh like the opposite. She's the lower decker over on the Vulcan ship. Like she got sent there because <laughs> of her reckless emotional outbursts. Which started as just like a throwaway uh reference to other people's lower decks, right? When we saw like my favorite was the <laughs> yeah. Borg at the end, or you just see the Borg standing there during the credits. <laughs> uh but we saw the Klingon ship that had their little story arc, which I right. think are dead now, right? Didn't they explode? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that 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 poor crew. But she she sort of like came out of that little montage that they had and became not just a member Ish-ish. of the crew permanently, but now loved. Like everybody loves her. She's fantastic. Yeah. Amongst the Vulcans, yeah, she was kind of a rebel, but by these standards, no. And like, yeah, this this clip might uh, um, epitomize epitomize that here. Why am I yelling? This crew is always weird and yelling. <laughs> this crew is always weird and yelling. <laughs> and it's so, so. true. It is true. <laughs> Let's um let's 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 walk through the, the screenshots. I only took about like a couple hundred here. So I think we'll get I think that because it wasn't that complicated of a story, like the two plots were pretty simple. So exactly. um, you know, empathological Wait, was, that, was that a straight serious only a couple hundred that you just yeah. said there? Okay. It's like dad's slideshow that he's ready to show you. It's you know. well that's that's low for an episode normal episode. Okay. Normally I have like uh near a thousand for like an enterprise episode. Oh, oh my god. Nice. So this this episode had Your no teaser. The is unmatched. I know. This te- this episode had no teaser. Uh so it just jumps right in after the credits. Empathological fallacies, which starts with the captain's log. Uh we're transporting some uh, betazoid di- dignitaries. Um that's wrong direction. And uh oh, no, it's not a captain's log, I'm sorry, it's Talin's log where she's she's explaining all this. And uh we get to meet the three betazoid uh ambassadors who will come to find out are actually betazoid intelligence operatives or something. Um, is it her is it her log or is it her like it's the letter that she's oh, writing. you're right you're right yeah. it's the letter she's it's writing to yeah, this is captain soval yeah yeah here's why she needs back she's like it's so crazy cal. here like on the yeah, show i need to come back i'll be but i'll be good and i won't be emotional 
Just please take me back. She, she calls them three glorified socialites in her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're three. They're three Luaxanas. And one of my favorite things is in this moment because it's just a throwaway comment. But where they came from was Angel One. And when do you get a reference yeah. to Angel One? That was so cool. That's the that's the matriarchal society from like season one TNG. Like such right. a such a cool throwback. It's I even written it. on their little whalebone uh, cups there. Uh, <laughs> whalebones. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were like, wait, I need a drink, you know? These <laughs> ladies, another whalebone. <laughs> yeah. Anything that's green and glowing. <laughs> Which I think was funny, too, aside to their character, because I don't think like we ever saw Luxana Troy character ever drinking hard, uh, but they no. it, it, would, it would totally she's, fit if she did. She's classier uh, than that, man. She's super classy. She's the heir to the, the fifth house, you know? Holder of the yeah. sacred chalice of Reeks. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, wait, wait, wait. Holder of the sacred chalice of Reeks, heir to the holy rings of Beta Z. Right. Something like that, you know? And um, <laughs> it's daughter of the fifth daughter house. Of the fifth house. Daughter that's, of the fifth house. Yeah. yeah. The fifth house. I guess they're numbered. Um, so it's <laughs> how many houses do you think house? there are? <laughs> I don't know, at least five. Uh it's funny so... if they like they're literally they count all of them. It's just like I'm daughter of the six millionth house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't we again we don't have a ton about the betazoids in canon, so uh everything mm -hmm. else here is kind of like gravy. Uh they so were yeah, great. we know that. Yeah, Talin's Talin's letter continues. While we see Captain Freeman trying to sort of entertain them, they're taking the Betazoids to Ryza. We're told too, um, and they do make a reference in the letter that Talin's writing uh, to the unprovoked attacks that we've seen in the previous episodes, which will come back up at the end of this episode. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that they have some intel, and that these Betazoids were actually trying to gather intelligence on what's been going on that they're, you know trying to read minds here and there i guess but under the under the cover of being a lux on a troy drinking hard uh but maybe not as a good cover. cover yeah they might be they <laughs> might be well into their characters too much uh <laughs> i love that that's one of the frames you got <laughs> she's Buns a seal the whale bone up his bum here in Jack Ransom, uh, where he's he's down with some uh, betazoids, and, and she, you know she's like, no, I now that you're into it, I don't want it. Uh, yeah, yeah it doesn't work because he's so keen. <laughs> yeah. Oh come on, give me another chance. I can be distant and unavailable. <laughs> so good. You look like a lady who can be withholding. <laughs> flattered. Thank you. <laughs> Oh my god! This uh, is a pretty funny episode. So. Pretty funny. Uh, yeah. uh, written by Jamie Loftus, who I don't think I've seen on a writing credit before for this show. Um, mm. And Megan Lloyd directed uh, this episode, who I definitely have seen direct a couple episodes before this. Uh, we'll come back to that in the ratings. Um, okay, so yeah, so Talyn's like been like part of her duty's been just been stick like helping entertain these Betazoid women's, but you can tell she's not really into because uh, as much as humans are emotional, Betazoids are even more emotional. Uh, and so mm -hmm. it's, uh, they're a little, they're a little irritating for Vulcans uh, naturally. Um, so we see that, that, okay. And then, yeah, this is the scene in sick Bay here with Dr. Tiana, where we find out that the, um, uh, the Cations the, uh, used to eat Betazoids. I didn't know there was a buffet. We see also see that... Uh, what Phillips happened to Phillips? Here. <laughs> and he's got a scar here. And later on in the episode, we see him in like his... Um, what's that? Jobu Jitsu or whatever? Like the... Uh, Enbo Jitsu. Enbo Jitsu, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. maybe he heard himself play in that. I always think how he's ripped too. Like he's like this guy, this virgin uh, <laughs> sex symbol guy. Yeah, we were uh, surprised by that when he got the, naked uh, in that episode. <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah. Phillips works out. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. So the laughing of uh, you. The, the Cations used to eat the Betazoids, which of course I had to uh, to pull down that clip. Where is that Betazoids? Um, so you can start to see some past, of that different animation. Cations used to hunt and eat Betazoids. Yeah, hunting eat Betazoids in space, <laughs> like. Uh, she is looking at them like they're delicious, though. It's oh yeah. <laughs> why? Why only betazoids? Like, why not other species? But they're uh, delicious. They're delicious because they're extra delicious. tasty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and I like. Yeah, it's it's uh, Romulan o'clock. It's Romulan ale o'clock somewhere. <laughs> I won't. I won't lie to you guys. I hope that hat ends up on my shelves at some point. <laughs> See that exists. Good hat. It's a good hat. Good hat. Yeah, and uh, Talyn stuck with uh, picking up. Even like, yeah, down and grabs one of the drinks at one point. And she's good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, Talyn in her log or her letter, I guess, uh, talks about how everyone in the crew seems to be digging the Betazoids except for her. She's the one who's not super into this. Hmm. Um, while they're here, everyone's trying to get into the spirit. And, uh, you know, Captain Freeman says, I think I, w- I want them to think I'm cool. You know, and all those things. <laughs> So we see here that uh, that she's trying to finish this letter to Sokol, and she and and she comes up to this point where she's like, "I think I've I've gone through my penance. You sent me here because I was too emotional. Uh, clearly, I've I, I've learned my lesson. So I need to come back to the uh, Vishal, uh, which I think is the name of the Vulcan ship. Uh, please, but uh, when she tries to do okay. that, uh, it turns out that the signal is blocked, and she mm-hmm. cannot send that message." tries again a few times which is uh, the humanest thing ever like do you ever find yourself doing that i'm like i know that it's not gonna work but i have to do it 10 more times right <laughs> it's like this impulse thing she's like yeah uh i will suppress my own chaotic tendencies she, she promises in the letter it is only logical for my punishment to conclude and then i return to the cheval <laughs> you know so and then uh mariner shows up um and wants to invite her to the betazoid party which initially she declines uh and we also find out that the comms are down because intentionally because when the betazoids are on board i guess it's you know they don't want communications or i don't know what it's not really clear why but um here we get see rutherford um putting on his pip uh and talking to boimler who's this was a funny gag in the episode i thought where, Murps, where Boim- Murp. <laughs> yeah all his like trying to memorize everybody's Big names. And little and sleepy Murp, big Murp. Uh, uh, start with an S. Damn it, sleepy Murph. How could I forget that? I'm such an idiot. <laughs> I love it. Uh, sleepy Murph. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, we also find out in this episode at some point that there was a time that Boimler had a mustache, and uh, I, I want a picture of Boimler mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. He's all depressed. And then, so he calls up, uh, so so Rutherford can't console Boimler, so he leaves the quarters, and then he calls Shax and says, I think I have a candidate for the program. And it's all ominous, and we're not quite <laughs> sure where that's going. We'll come back to that plot line. Uh, back in Talyn's quarters, she's still trying to send the message, but it's she's like, it would be illogical to try to send it. But she but can't it help. it would be logical. <laughs> it would be logical to find out when comms will be up. So she goes to the party where we see here, yeah, Ransom's talking to Steve Stevens about how he got rejected by the Betazoid. And then she's in <laughs> Didn't even see And he's so games. happy. <laughs> Stevens is happy about it. He's so happy. <laughs> uh, oh, and the whole, the whole thing here with Miglamu, I thought was kind of funny, uh, you know. Oh, I said regurgitated soup, you stupid f- <laughs> 
fucking replicator. This barely even tastes like a spit in my mother's mouth. <laughs> so that's the scene that I first noticed it. The soup flying through the air at the at the replicator is animated very differently. It stands out significantly. Uh, okay, yeah. Between those two frames. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that. Um yeah, and then we see her to Lynn meets up with uh, Mariner and uh, Tendi. And, you know, she's like, are we best friends now? You came here to hang out? And we we kind of, like, I was starting to already, like, they're acting a little too happy, you know? And we then we start we start to see that it's coming out here, especially with the Miglamo thing. Enjoy hell, replicator! Hmm. <laughs> 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 Yeah, just like the, uh, you can just tell with like the way that Mary violated the eyes. Marin is creepy. <laughs> it's just creepy. Yeah, like they're just burned out. Um, and she's like, I didn't know that the crew had this big of a party. The Betazoid says to Freeman, she's like, we don't. What's happening? Everyone's getting emotional. And then she gets tries to get their attention, but no one cares. Uh, can you guys back me up on something? Listen to me. I'm the captain. The uh, the scene that happened just before that, I, I'm not sure if it's the first time we've ever seen it, but is that a Starfleet hijab that's back there? Is that the first time we've seen one? I th- Yeah, actually, good good um, point on that. I believe oh, so. Yeah. More yeah, than that, I, I want to so say too, it's the yeah. very first. It's kind of momentous. I think it's the very first like religious symbol of a human religion that we've really ever seen portrayed in earnest in Star Trek. Can you yeah. say that's true? I would say the only that's kind other of a big deal to just slip that in there. <laughs> like for yeah. Star Trek. The only other time I can remember a reference to a human religion in Star Trek is yeah. when Joe Joseph Sisko says to Ben Sisko, he quotes the Bible to him or something. Yeah, you know, I, I will fight true. the fight. And but and, and Ben Sisko says it's unusual for you to quote the Bible. <laughs> or I've never was, known it, that wasn't when he was in the the sort of like Benny Russell fever dream, was it? That was when at the end was... of that episode. It was at the yeah, end. So it's, yeah, so it's not even him. It's like a, a story An echo. fantasized echo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, but you're right. That's that uh, normally, normally human religions are omitted from Star Trek. Uh, I think partly because Gene Roddenberry didn't like them and, uh, you know, kind of envisioned a world perhaps without them. Although I don't think that's probably realistic either. Um, so. Such a nuanced discussion. I've, I've been talking with some of our group that I ev- eventually would like to do like a faith and dogma in Star Trek podcast because it's a really big, evolution of things in early tng they mock it uh and in tos there's like a chapel when they marry people and then in ds9 they really sort of like leave room for like the bajoran faith is this beautiful sort of extrapolation it's really it's an interesting topic in star trek absolutely yeah no like i think we could we could have a class l probe just that Uh, (laughs) religion episode on season one of locutors oh that's right yeah and, how, oh, and, and very nice. fitting it would be Dave Pugsley, who would maybe be in that conversation. So he learned um, that just good. Yeah, he seemed yeah. The, he seemed the type. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's a chaplain. In the, yeah. Is he really? Oh, yeah. He's, Anglican I just got to meet him in the class all pro. He's a very intelligent and insightful guy. Yeah, professional chaplain. Yeah. Mm. So. Um, Okay, so then there's this other plot line here with Boimler and Shax, where he's in the program, and, and Boimler thinks he's going into some kind of elite forces training with the security team. He needs to be, he needs to become a better lieutenant, and he's like, here we go, you know, and then we see the uh, the disappointment where we see it's a slam poetry club. <laughs> um, Slash charades game. <laughs> hope you can handle slam poetry, lieutenant. The son of Moog. <laughs> Clang goes the Batleth against the armor of your heart. <laughs> <laughs> Clang goes the Batleth. 
Oh, like there was there was uh, some some funny stuff here. You have a full size batleth above you there, Dave. I do, I do. Yes, uh, from the is that actually metal? Is it, would that would that clang? <laughs> it's 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 made of aluminum, uh, and uh, ah. but it's uh, yeah. We used them for we. My wife and I did the um, Star Trek wedding, like the Worf and Jedzier style. What ceremony? We got married five years ago. So yeah, no so way. We, actually have, we actually have two of them. Um, is there YouTube footage somewhere? I'm sorry, I need to. I, need I, to I do, that. I do. I can, Were you wearing I the red and the the whole thing? No, we just we wore traditional attire. Uh, oh, okay. But uh, yeah, I know we. But we did the the ceremony. Terran traditional. Terran. The, groom, yeah. the groomsmen came and attacked with sticks after the vows. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, of course. No, because I wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. da- that was before Davin. It and wasn't I taken nearly seriously enough. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There were people giggling, and Davin's like, "How dare they giggle at this wedding?" It's, it's, yeah, just it's very pissed. serious business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So back in the. Um, observation lounge the 10 they're 10 forward on the cerritos um they're they're going a little crazy in this party guys it's getting a little wild um Mm. you know and captain freeman can't uh, console them can't seem to get control of it uh mariner's trying to help her but it's not working they're all drinking she's then you know they're but they're also affected by it as well you know she's like i I got a hot mom and all that kind of stuff um (laughs) So they they start thinking like maybe it's the betazoid women who are affecting it, and this seems like it could be xanthi fever. It could be xanthi fever, um, you know, and I, that's what I was assuming it was. Uh, they seemed of the age and betazoid, right. and yeah. there's reference oh. for it. But we also see that they're 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 talking telepathically and they're doing the shifty eyes, uh, you know. At times they're like, "We can't blow our cover. Just go with it," you know. So there's already kind of some indications that there's more to these women than we know. Uh, they go to sick bay where you know they're scanned by Dr. Tiana, and she what she say they're pathogen free because she's looking for how she <laughs> she's like, what does that mean? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, deliciously pathogen free. Deliciously pathogen free, <laughs> but they they don't have xanthi fever, and then they start uh, thinking that there's more, that they're that they're this is actually some kind of a, a ruse to get them to blow their cover. Um, and in the course of this scene, uh, Captain Freeman will say, no, there's something going on here. I'm sure of it because she knows she's affected. She knows that mm-hmm. the crew's affected somehow, but she doesn't know that the source is Talen yet, uh, as we'll find out. So the, the Betazoids descend to blow, like drop their cover and we see them take out all these weapons, um, and stuff. And they start attacking the crew <laughs> in sick bay here. Um, and, and, uh, you know, shocking them. They even take Talen down quite, uh, effectively. I'd say, dropping her to the ground. Uh, a la Charlie's like, like angels. Vulcan, She's like a Vulcan pose, yeah. <laughs> uh, but they drop her fast. <laughs> Captain yep. Freeman is taken hostage uh, by the Betazoid women. Um, <laughs> 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 Trivia question. Do you guys remember the name of the Vulcan martial art? Oh, the, it was Spoiler in Discovery. Alert, I don't remember the name it was in enterprise it was an enterprise yeah yeah she it's she not Sunkatsi, it. right that's another thing right no no that's the wrestling with the rock that's the wrestling with the rock in the seven yeah. nine uh no i don't because i no. really it was was it only in that discovery the, like the ones with uh like the new sarek and all that um Chapal well, teaches it to those people yeah. trying to fend off the klingons in enterprise yeah oh, that's, what, right. that's where i was thinking of it from was from enterprise yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, no, so no, I can't quite recall that, but maybe we can pull that up into uh, into fun facts. Somewhere uh, so Dave Puxley is shaking his fist to the sky because he knows. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, back in the slam poetry group with, uh, it's, I think this is what the security guys do on their, their off time. <laughs> they have sl- their slam poetry. It's essentially a security thing. Um, and we see here that you know, Kayshawn is, uh, is doing the thing. I, I, especially like the guesses that were being thrown out. You're trying to hold a little bird. <laughs> and he's like, "No, he's being Constable Odo." So God, his eyes eyes open. All right. <laughs> so God, you're really good at Starfleet security officer officer charades. Yeah, he's like, this is great. <laughs> and then he tries to jump on him and do like a, a thing. So he's like, "You have to pass the test," and then he's like, "Open up the challenge here." And that box uh, is clearly meant to evoke feelings of Bajoran orb, right? Isn't absolutely. That the... It looks yeah, like an orb yeah. box, but like, it does shape. You know? It's yeah. time for the ritual. <laughs> Two sacred security officer challenges are contained within. You must choose one to complete. Ah, Look at that sweet Malcolm right. Reed. What puzzle. kind of voice is that? <gasps> he chose both. Yeah! Yeah! He chose both. It's very exciting. Uh, if if that Malcolm Reed puzzle actually existed, I would buy one for me and one for Jody. <laughs> and is that because you're a puzzle fan or a Malcolm Reed fan? I like Malcolm Reed. Jody does not like Malcolm. On our Star Trek Enterprise say. podcast, uh, which we're almost done, we're almost done to season four now. Um, I'd say that the consensus among the, the the group is that Malcolm Reed is not a liked character. Um, I was going to say Davin might be the only singular Trekkie that I know that does like Malcolm Reed. <laughs> just, I think he's I, funny. He, I felt he like he a, was like, cardboard. Well, he was just not in, like evolved for so long, and he was standoffish by default. So, like, we had to yeah. dig into him, and there were very intentional episodes that were like, "Let's explore him a bit," you know, "Let's stick him in a in a shuttlecraft with Trip, the most likable character, and fling them out into space." It's just going to be the two of them. By the time you're done with that episode, you like him less, not more. <laughs> it's, it's so one of my favorite episodes of Enterprise is the one where we're finding out all the stuff about him because Hoshi's trying to make him the a dessert. Cake for his birthday. Yeah, his yeah, pineapple yeah, yeah. cake or whatever. I love that episode. But again, I, f- I feel like most people leave that episode going, hi, I kind of like him less. <laughs> yeah, I think it was, especially after the Rom- Romulan Minefield episode, Adam turned on for sure. Oh, and yeah. uh, mm. J- Jody and... Malcolm's- Never been comfortable making requests. Yes. <laughs> that bum. Yeah. That bum. Was, it, that was bum. it pineapple that he liked or didn't like yeah. it? I can't remember. Pineapple. He did. That was like, but yeah. nobody knew anything about him. Even his friends knew nothing about him. Yeah. Even uh, his parents didn't have much to give. Right? Yeah. His parents don't like him. You know? <laughs> I found that hilarious. Uh, and I'll raise you. One pineapple cobbler. One pineapple cobbler. That's pretty good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so I I like how he's an icon among the Starfleet security officers, though. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, so that one. Yeah, he's the very first one. Um, Yeah. So back on the uh, well, with Captain Freeman, the Betazoids, they take Captain Freeman to the bridge, and then she's like, "Bridge crew," which is like filled up with a bunch of like lower deckers themselves. She's like, "Defend the bridge," and uh, a fight uh, breaks out, but uh, the Betazoid intelligence agents make short work of them, uh, both through combat and also through coercion. Where you know, (laughs) oh yeah, 
she says to these, oh you two are attracted to each other i sense it and they're like what well i wouldn't mind and then they use that to <laughs> shock them and take them down as well uh and then they start taking the uh the ship uh you know off course uh because they were headed to Riza, but instead they're going to go through the neutral zone and <laughs> this is a terrible idea i didn't understand that part i was like what why yeah i was like what <laughs> Like you're going to Riser, aren't you? Like that's in the Federation. Why would you go this? Or even if they're going to Beta Z, the I think other they... direction. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Pull up the maps, guys. We got. Yeah, we have. We know from Star Trek Online that <laughs> I was going to say we they're have nowhere the near Beta Z or Riza. Um, <laughs> so it's it's not working here. But you know. I want the Star Trek Online map in its entirety, like on a wall, like printed. Yes. that would be so awesome. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I'm like, like the, the geography is set. You see some of that like now in like Strange New Worlds being like canonized and confirmed. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, yeah, so see here. Yeah, uh, they take the bridge. <laughs> this naked or pyramid thing that they do in like the <laughs> down here. Good to see know. Jennifer again. Yeah, Jennifer sighting. There was some someone in the Love comments. Jennifer. Jennifer sighting. Yeah, there is character, sexy and Dorian <laughs> girlfriend. Um, yeah, and here's what T- Dr. Tiana with a uh, Mariner and T- Talyn tied up in sick bay, and then uh, Tiana gets free, and then she says she wants to go eat those betasoids. <laughs> see, you can see the difference in animation, man. There's something different about the way There's that's some- animated. She's moving like cat speeds or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I pulled the clip here where she's like, "Yeah, here." All right, time to shred those party girls into brisket. <laughs> hey, stop! Wait, we should stick together. Mama's eating good tonight. We gotta stop her. She took an oath not to consume patients. I loved it. I want that to be like like a a real Cation specific oath. It <laughs> like 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 the oath of celibacy that Deltons have to take in uh, joining Starfleet. Yeah, no, yeah. The Cations, <laughs> they have to not to consume their patients. That is the uh, <laughs> the oath of a Cation doctor. And th- th- this is where the tricorder reveals to us that it's not that the betazoids who are the source of this uh, this 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 condition. It's actually Talyn herself. Uh, this is Bandai syndrome, right? Bandai, mm-hmm. Bandai, Bandai, yeah, Bandai, um, which is then explained to us is uh, Bendy syndrome. Yeah, uh, where not to it, be where... confused with Bandai action with satisfaction. This... It's B E N D I I. I want to say it was pronounced both ways. Am I? Am I crazy about that? They I do that a Bendai. lot. Yeah. Well, like two doctors might pronounce it in different ways, and then nobody notices. Dude, it set. happens in Star data. Trek constantly. Where I swear they have they don't do like a like a seat table reading for the script, so everybody has different pronunciations of alien oh, names, it and they're crazy. just. It drives me insane. That takes two seconds. That's somebody's yeah. job to be like, no, like no, it's no, literally like the that. director's job to be like, no, we already said it a different way. Do it that yeah. way. Like, or a script or, supervisor. Or a script Nobody's supervisor. doing their job. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say you yeah. could just write in a, a a phonetic pronunciation key or something, you know, just for consistency. That's a, sometimes when we do radio theater, we actually do pronunciation guides right in the script if if we can find them um, from the it's original good. screenplay. Uh, yeah, so we're, we're told here about uh, this is Bendai syndrome from Talin. You know, Bendai syndrome, for instance, creates involuntary telepathic projections but it is mostly observed in the elderly while i am only 62 years of age yeah but you could be Mm -hmm. also 62 you look great by the way (laughs) 62 years that's the reveal sometimes we have to wait years to find out how old vulcans are 62 Mm. yeah she's 62 uh yeah back on the bridge they're heading towards the neutral zone uh captain freeman tries to explain to them that the romulans will destroy them if they fly into the neutral zone but they don't care. They have to keep going here. But Captain Freeman has a plan. 
uh, she's like, what are you thinking about? So she reads her thoughts and she thinks back to the moment when the other Betazoid called her a sanctimonious uh, bee uh, you know, <laughs> earlier on for being a buzzkill or whatever. Yes, and that's what the B stands for. Sanctimonious buzzkill. Buzzkill, yeah. <laughs> um, and so she starts starts an infight here between the Betazoids, uh, which blows up, and Captain Freeman sort of takes advantage of the situation so she can hit the red alert. But b- before that, uh, we head over to, to the security team who are playing with the tarot cards. Mm. is that like is that yeah that's cisco with the card that says the emissary and he's oh wearing gosh, like a notice he's wearing a vedix uniform in derna and derna yes yeah. there's the wormhole of course i think that's what we're there's seeing, an invasion right? guy with a sword here i don't know what that's a reference to the orbs wormhole. orbs and this says the the boar Reese or something. I don't know. It's like an old, it's like a God looking kind of I guy. I can't see. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe but, he needs a starship. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But there's some interesting what's there. <laughs> they're going through the, the yeah, they're playing with the puzzle in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you do this read puzzle. It's awesome. Yeah. This is great. That was a piece puzzle. Like it's just a jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> in a time where they could play on holodecks and whatever. I think Smart Smears is right in chat. I noticed different people uh, pronounce ta'ana differently in lower decks and that's for sure true some say ta'ana and some say tana all right in fact i want to say Shax says tana just straight straight tana yeah no he's funny we gotta get to if you had a relationship with a cat what it would be like um (laughs) so uh yeah so so yeah he does the most dangerous so gold hardcore thing ever later it's captain freeman hit the red alert but then we head back down to the security guys who when pointless starts yelling like this is crazy but then the red alert hits and we see the security guys he's like i thought you guys were actually like gonna be a like this elite team and then like they they spring into action they go into like security mode and it's (laughs) Keishon runs like a samurai. He's got his arms like behind him. <laughs> He's holding his sword. Yeah, they get all the phasers ninja run. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's funny things here. Um, yeah, so they're going through. We see here that Mariner and <laughs> to, to, to Hall, they run into Tendi and uh, Rutherford who are sort of really out of it at this point. Oh, and Big Merp. Oh, Big Merp is playing, playing with that Ryza game. game. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Their underwear it's getting a little crazy and so they start like they're out of their minds pretty much too so they kind of like turn on um on Talyn and mariner here and they start chasing them down the hallway <laughs> there's that zinkati zinkiti yeah. guy whatever did he get a name didn't we get Zin- a name from we did get a name for him i, I forgot what it was yeah. yeah uh so 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 anyway mariner and Talyn go into a quarters and like they break the panel so they can't get in and then i like how mariner's like i'm just gonna kick this problem why can't i kick it <laughs> this is one of those rare problems that just can't be kicked <laughs> it can't be kicked <laughs> it was a kick, but, you know and then uh Talyn's able to help her get some emotional um uh control with a, a quick mind meld here which uh, <laughs> she's like are you mind melding me and Talyn just goes no no, <laughs> it's like, like, uh, like balancing your emotions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's good. Um, yeah, so she starts talking about like, well, this is what I get for being an emotional Vulcan, and she starts feeling sorry for herself. And basically, Mariner cheers her up or ta- says, "You are the most cold, detached person I've ever met." You know what are you talking <laughs> about? You know, well, we eventually get there. <laughs> the security a, guys, a Vulcan mf 
Yeah, yeah. I'm going here. Okay, so the, when, when, when Shax's team here runs into Dr. Tiana, who's trying to get into the corner. <laughs> get under the door. Get under the <laughs> door where she thinks going. the beta zoids are. And he's like, hello, honey. How are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> By the scruff of the neck. <laughs> yeah, you have this image, right? Yeah, yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's such uh, a great scene. There he yeah. is. <laughs> he's just holding. He's like, okay, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah, and she's like, so they they get her going, and then uh, the security ends in here. And says, "Uh oh, we're about to go into the neutral zone. We better get yeah. to the bridge." So yeah, and then back here with Talyn and Mariner, where she's where she gives her the pet talk of saying, "You know, you're the you're, you're screw these guys. You saved their lives on the." What's that ship called? The Vishal? You know? Cheval. What Cheval. was your captain's name? Soko. Man, f Captain Soko. What, you saved their lives so he kicks you off the ship? Where's the logic in that, huh? It does seem like a disproportionate response to a minor character flaw. <laughs> does seem disproportionate. So much. <laughs> <laughs> she creates a new dynamic with every single character she interacts with. That I, it's just it, amazing. It's yeah. true. She's like, F Captain Soko, what are you doing? <laughs> so cool, man. Oh, she unballs the fist. That was like Vulcan <laughs> for like punching holes in walls. Yeah. And she's like, logic, bitch. And so, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Mariner <laughs> starts feeling better uh, because she's she's come to terms with the, this emotional turmoil. She she is not projecting it out anymore. Well, it crew... reduces her emotional area of effect. I loved the nerdy gamer term coming in. Right. It was, it was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, even Tendi and Rutherford don't quite even re realize how they got there. Like, why are we trying to break <laughs> in here? What's happening? Um and it's all coming up. We see a little crew kind of coming to their senses. Uh, no, poor Ransom. Ransom on the, on the literally in a fetal position on the ground. Crying. What happened uh, to you? I think just because he got rejected by that Betazoid. Um, yeah. It's more that nothing happened to him. And I got the impression that Miglamo was, was never actually emotionally compromised. I think he was just. <laughs> just, he was just having fun with the situation um, and, then, and then we get the finals uh, well near the final scene here with Shaxx uh, and the security team storm the bridge uh, and take down the Betazoids uh, pretty handedly you know they just yeah. uh, show why they're good at these things they're an elite security force even the slam poetry lady uh, mm -hmm. who uses her slam poetry to take them down oh, yeah. there Immune to psychological manipulation. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have that specifically. But yeah, that was a funny scene. And then a kick. You know? That problem so can be kicked. Approaching the neutral zone, uh, Captain Freeman takes the helm while she still has those handcuffs on. Uh, and we, I guess we get those like little indicators here with like the red um, dots to kind of indicate where the, the neutral zone is. And then they just turn around at the time. And the Romulans are right there, re Aww. right ready. They're right, ready. You cross into our side, we are totally gonna blow you up. That's what we They're, so they're always there. It's such a TNG so trope. No matter yeah. where you cross on the neutral right zone, there's usually the two zone. warbirds waiting for you. Yeah. Aww. Okay, yeah. enough. Yeah, they didn't enter the neutral zone. What did you expect? Yeah. That's Let's my go. favorite scene of the whole episode. Is that like Sela yeah. though? It's like a blonde Romulan. It's a blonde Romulan, you're right. Yeah. Uh, well, who's to say they couldn't have a few blondes, but... Set a course for Sector 87. We'll lurk over there. We'll lurk over there. <laughs> love it. I love it so much. The funniest thing, though, is those beacons. It's like, we're talking about the vastness of space here, but yeah. they happen to run into this line of beacons, which brings out something we've talked about on Locutors of Trek before, is that they probably have, like, a plane, uh, like, a standard plane on which they, like, travel on. 
Oh, the three-dimensionality of space in Star Trek. Yeah, that comes up yeah. a lot. That's a really weird. That's a weird right, dynamic yeah, about this show. It's not like on Earth where you're, it's flat to the yeah. ground, you know. It's and yet like, ships always encounter each other nose to nose yeah. on the same plane, not upside down. <laughs> Again, we we assumed on Locutors of Trek that that must be intentional as well. They have a plane of orientation as well. That's like become standard. Right. Sort of how we drive on a certain side of the road or, you know. Like yeah, that of, sort of thing. Right. And our um, galaxy really is a disc, right? So, you know. Sure. Yeah, just, but in the vastness of space, that disc is still pretty thick. It's still very tall. Yeah. <laughs> it's still pretty. Yeah. yeah, that would be. Yeah, because yeah, it's always on a map, show not to really be that way. Uh, so they get to Riza. That's kind of you know uh, now that everyone's cured. I like how Boimler's talking to Shax here. He's like, "Well, I thought the security guys uh, would just be." busting people up and, and Shax is like no we like to cheer people up like your emotional security is important too you know <laughs> Shax like, is really sensitive and I love it <laughs> yeah he's making great sure, yeah making sure you're, and then they're going to play on the holodeck so they can play as as, as uh, Reed on the holodeck or something like that yeah <laughs> yeah so there you go let's uh, go play I'm Minefield gonna, let's go play Minefield let's oh, go gosh. do that Romulan Minefield Adam and Jody won't like it or no especially Kevin didn't like that episode but uh, <laughs> oh I liked the episode not, yeah, not so much yeah, reading. I, didn't I, read it. Episode. I, I gave it a episode. seven, but like the other guy, a lot of the guys of that night on the podcast, they were just like, no, we hate this episode. Oh. I gave it like an eight or a nine or a 10 or something. And they Kevin gave it a zero. Get over it. Wait, but yeah. in the context of Enterprise, you because I mean, context is important. Within the I show think, of Enterprise, you rate that one lowly? I thought that was yeah, I think the, the, the big, Romulan minefield. Yeah. The, yeah, the, the criticism Romulans. on that one was that uh, it's a pretty weak introduction for the Romulans, uh, and I kind of agree, because uh, it's chrono chronologically the first time they ever meet them. Um, and it's kind it's of mysterious because like, they don't, like, they it's don't... still like an uncontacted. Right. Yeah. Which they well, kind of have to do, right? Yeah. It makes sense. It's I, I agree it's a little weak, but it's not the worst thing. Um, but uh yeah, so it's anyway, but uh Captain Freeman uh gets this information here from the Betazoid ambassadors or or intelligence agents or whatever they are to end the episode. What and we find out what they were really yeah, doing. For Betazoid intelligence, they said they were have you yeah, guys this... recrafted this to death? I mean, do you, do you have ideas on what this we is? We do. It's Agamus and Peanut Hamper. It we think it's Agamus and Peanut Hamper and some kind of consortium of our evil computers that they've yeah. put together. Um, like maybe Landers. I, I agree on with group. that. Yeah, that, that makes really good sense. We were threatened by them earlier, so we mm -hmm. know that's coming at some point. Uh, our Discord continues to say that it's Slave 1 uh, somehow ending <laughs> out in Star Trek. That's Boba Fett's ship. It really looks like that. The it way that it's sort of yeah, down uh, granted, it does look like like, um, like, a, <laughs> is that like a Mandalorian design, Slave 1. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's it, it does have that kind of shape and how it even changes its orientation just like that ship does. Um, exactly, yeah. But uh, yeah, so the mystery builds here we are now five Who names their ship slave one what's wrong with people yeah well david's not a star wars guy so he wouldn't uh, be up on uh, that stuff i'm so. i'm a even very in the context of star, star wars that's a weird thing to name your ship uh, unless you're an orion or something no okay. yeah <laughs> Anyway, well, it's the mystery. So I, I, I'm imagining like the next episode is going to try to deal with this. Like, what, what are they? What is going on here with this, uh, the ominous threat, the mysterious threat that's you know, which, which we think is Agamus and Peanut Hamper. It could be something else. Murphy contends it's not that. It will be something else. Yeah, you know, but we'll we'll see. Um, 
see how this will play out but it builds i like how they're i like how they're trying to craft the season with this is a, a overarching narrative of the big bad well oh, we can still that. have these smaller episodes they've done uh, that throughout the show and i and i yeah, so love it should that. be I love that it's right. how it should be done i agree yeah, yeah i really like it um so that's that's gonna come here and then we get i guess what is the final scene here between uh mariner and Talin and eventually tendy joins you know where she's like here's your room temperature your altair water room temperature not your favorite cocktail <laughs> Um, <laughs> get this this picture here from. They did the puzzle. puzzle. <laughs> Bible, oh, the back up. Bible is sending me selfies. You know, <laughs> so good. I would love to see like that. I want that picture on my wall. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, they're they're just posing <laughs> with the puzzle. It's <laughs> amazing. Uh, yeah, I'd like to live here. Uh, you know, she's agreed not to send her message to the captain. She's going to stay along here. And then Tandy joins in. And she's like, oh, can we have a hug too? Is this a huggy moment? And she's like, no, she's like, I allowed, no, the, I have I allowed a- the one embrace. That was it. You know, you don't push your luck. And she's uh, just like, hey, do you want to go to the, like, wherever she says, and go have some fun? She's just like, no. She keeps putting her hand in Tandy's face. She's just like, no, I do not no, want to do that. No, activity. Tandy. Yeah, it could be right. It could be more different, uh, and that is the end of the episode. So, uh, in, in so I I don't know. Like um, Jody's saying here that he's not a huge fan of the Betazoids. Maybe so he, if he says that the Betazoids to focus the episode, it's most likely to be a mediocre episode. And, oh, that's a lawn suitor. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. No, no doubt. That was that was an amazing episode with an amazing Betazoid. Reed's sure. puzzle must be boring. Like Reed, I would agree. Uh, <laughs> you guys are crazy. I would too. Reed's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's a chess. It should be like a Malcolm Reed chess set. Read um, alert. Read alert. Read, Ooh, alert. read alert. That's pretty good. Uh, I, I do agree, though. I want to just shout out what, what Jody had said. I, I think it is the weakest episode. Mostly, this episode was, was there for two reasons. And the Betazoids have nothing to do with it. The, that entire subplot, or I guess primary plot, was really the weak point of the episode the episode for me was the uh like the one last little reference to somebody trying to do something in starfleet knowing about this ominous threat that's coming so this is sort of like this one last touch on that which probably before they do something about it but more importantly it's the it's the talin episode this was like evolving her character a little bit she's been sort of standoffish in the background being hilarious but we don't really know our feelings about the ship this was her way to say oh even though i've been hilarious and helped you get out of all of these crazy things you've been going through I don't really like it here and I want to go home. And this is the annoying thing that's making me write this. And then we get the evolution of her, like coming to appreciate the things about her friends here and sort of, you know, consider this her home. She got to delete the I'm going away message, right? Like that's, that's the real heart and soul that we're going to take away from this episode. It's to let. Yeah, absolutely. I, really and, uh, well, a, a fun fact. Uh, so Talin is voiced by Gabrielle Ruiz, who also voices uh, Castro, who was the, with the ensign on the bridge, who was like, you know, how she's like, you two are attracted to each other. And, oh, and yeah. so, so she does the voices of both those characters. You know, it was just, you know, one little line in this episode. But go figure. Uh, there you go. And so they're they're expanding that out. I don't know if there's any more trivia. Okay, the title derives from the term of pathological fallacy, the logical error of assuming all members of a particular group share traits present in one or a small number. Hmm. Um, there you go. So no no generalizations, guys. Uh, is what, kind of what the the reference oh, because is because we were generalizing the Betazoids as being the problem. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. It was. It was. It was. It was the Vulcans. Um, we know what they. Yeah, the the Cations using to eat Betasoids, and it was also going to the Betasoids. I don't know if we have any other fun facts. So if with if we don't have any other ones, let's let's rate this episode, guys. Uh, and and uh, oh, I I, or I do have the column from Eric here. Okay, so let's bring that in. Um, I'll start us off. Uh, I like this episode fine. You know, I just think that the beef plot was a bit slow with the whole Boimler and Shaxx thing. So I'm probably at like a seven and a half for this week. Fair, firm, but fair. Uh, Murphy's not with us. Uh, Merrick, how about you next? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to put it at like uh like a low eight. I think what we said earlier, I have a really hard time putting anything below an eight because I enjoyed the episode from beginning to end, but that's the, the real quandary here is that lower decks is so phenomenal that it's like which of these diamonds is the most scuffed and you're like well okay i I guess that one so i I can't give everything like a super high rating but the references are there the comedy was there i laughed out loud when i watched it i even laughed out loud when we were reviewing the slides in this review episode it's still a a ton of fun and uh to lynn getting that extra little bit of character love yeah it's a it's a it's a it's a low eight but it's an eight Okay, and uh, thank you. And then, D- Davin, what do you want to read? I laughed more when we were reviewing it, so I'm going to give it an eight. <laughs> You're giving it an eight? Yeah. Okay, and... For the so read what... puzzle alone. Oh, uh... no, never mind, seven. I gave it a seven. <laughs> the read oh. puzzle deducts. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Murphy is giving this a six. Ooh, ooh there it is. So throw that in. So with the uh, with our four scores um, combined, we're averaging well. a seven point four. So this is the weakest episode so far, um, or you know, but not that bad. Um, let's see. And our lower the IMDb score currently sits at eight point one with seventy three votes so far today. Okay. Uh, so we'll see. You know, in time if that will change. I so um, not too bad. Now, Merrick, uh, since you're joining us for this week, I don't know if you can remember the four episodes that came before this season, but if you want, we can plug your scores in here. Oh, oh, geez. I did not come prepared. Okay, um, don't worry about it. We can time. get them later. Can I add them next time? <laughs> you sure can. You sure can. So, Otherwise, tens, just to be safe. All tens? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should, um, okay, well, we'll... Get back to us on that one. So, guys, the next episode uh, is called episode six. Is titled "Walk, Don't Run." Oh wait, no, that is the very short trek. Sorry, that is not the next episode. Hmm. What is you, the next? You want to rate the the very short trek? Did you oh, did you like that? I give them zeros. No. If I can give them negative scores, I would. Uh, this is probably like the least egregious of them all, and it's still it's still missing just, the mark. I don't know who they're. Appealing to, <laughs> I don't know, but to. it's not me. Um, especially about did they get to the actors? All the alumni are in there. It just seems very bizarre that they would make this call and do this thing. I don't know. Actually, I can't. I can't find the the title for the next uh, episode at all. If, there is a certain contingent of fans that will happily um, <laughs> uh, enjoy anything with the Star Trek name on it. That's sure. That's true. Um, I I didn't love that they actually had for a them. Prodigy it's episode for them. though. Like Prodigy was in this, and there's still no love. Even the last screen that showed like the animated series and the other thing, and not Prodigy. Hashtag yeah, I, yeah. Star Trek Prodigy, by the way. Yeah, like 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 the the animated series is the weakest of the three animated series that have been put out. Right. So why? 100%. 
this 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 reverence for it i find confusing and <laughs> i just to bring so much attention to 50 years of Star Trek animation in the midst of the scandal of your maltreatment of a Star Trek animated series just seems a like Star a Trek Prodigy, shift. which was like, you know, if if the show wasn't getting enough numbers and whatever, but you know, they just kind of I even heard it was. I don't know. Seems yeah. seems bizarre. They they got a tax write-off for it and they decided to just go that direction. But uh seems I'd like bet, the weirdest thing. I'd bet dollars to donuts, no one actually involved in the making of these very short tracks has actually put themselves through the task of watching all the animated series i doubt it because mm. it's it's hard to get through most of those and unless you have the animators because the animators like, have copied that style very well the <laughs> Stop, yeah. yeah the oh, hand of barbera style with like no whites of the eyes yeah, isn't that weird? It's skin tone, it colored eyes. Weird. It's yeah. so bizarre. I don't yeah. like it either. That's not a technological era. era thing. That's just a choice. That's, That's a weird style. An artistic <laughs> choice. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, there's more than one way to skin a cat. What? You skin cats? <laughs> yeah. And then there's a screw. I don't. What the heck did I just watch? Those very short tracks. Anyway, we're getting on a tangent here, but this okay. So this episode of Star Trek: Lord X, empathological fallacies. We're setting, we're scoring it at a seven point four tonight. Um, you know, so take that for what you will. Uh, I can't find the the name of the next episode anywhere, so we'll just have to find that out when they announce it. Um, but we'll be back for episode six in one week's time. And uh, what else, guys? What else should we mention? Well, here on Star Trek, uh, sorry, here on Live Long and Podcast, we, we have should guess. We, have, we should guess what the next episode is going to be called. I think it's going to be called Caddy Shacks. <laughs> Caddy Shacks? That's pretty good. <laughs> so that's pretty good. Oh, um, actually, Murphy just messaged me. It's called Parth Ferengi, Parth Ferengi's Heart Place. Devin, oh, I love it already. Way off ten. the base. <laughs> Give it a oh, well, we, saw, we saw we saw was, in the yeah. in the trailer for the season that uh, Rom and Lita were going to be here. So yes. I, so oh. so I guess that's going to be the next episode. Oh, it's gonna be amazing. Ten. Yeah. Ten. I love uh, Max. Max Gronichek. He's great. Uh, I love him. I adore him. He's just absolutely amazing. And with the whole like SAG after strike thing, all of the union man memes that I've been seeing in the last few couple of months has just been fantastic. He's a union man. There it is. How he's so fast. Sean O'Brien. Sean Aloysius O'Brien. He was a union man. I saw there was that bullets, just with Aloysius. That was I, yeah. that's a trivia I would have not gotten. That's good. Oh, that's really there's good. a I had to write it on the soundboard like a hundred years ago when I when I pulled that up. Uh, give me a second. I got to. I can't. I can't leave that uh, hanging out there. Sean Aloysius O'Brien. Sean Aloysius O'Brien. <laughs> so good. So good. So he was a union man and like i saw that meme recently where it was like uh it was a cardassian union and then he goes wait are the cardassians union men you know <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> the cardies the cardies. unionized the cardies are unionized <laughs> so conflicted yes rom as the grand negus is what we're expecting the next episode absolutely it's gotta um, be it better be uh and you know he's That's also a lifetime been- appointment it he's is. He's, he's also been the um, the Grand Nagus in Star Trek Online and some oh, interesting stories on there, too. I love it uh, so much. Yeah. 
Uh, Sam saying, Merrick, you got to come on to our uh, other episode recaps. We, of course, we do our Star Trek Enterprise one, uh, which we only have five episodes left to cover, or five stories, because there's a couple mm. two-parters that we're covering in our Enterprise uh, rewatch. And we have all of season seven of Star Trek D Space Nine coming oh. up. Oh, uh, you guys are at the finale. It's so exciting. <laughs> yeah. So we started that uh, many years ago, and we've been kind of holding off on starting season seven, but um, mm. we're going to, you know, we're still mourning Jedzir, I think. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, you would, you would be. Yeah. Uh, if you guys saw the episode of uh, of the trivia, the Live Long and Podcast trivia that I was on, clearly I need to be rewatching Enterprise. So that's definitely uh, that's one of the gaps in my oh, knowledge. So. This is the Champions it. Edition lineup right here. So there you go. The, well, these, I, these three is it? Is I, it us? Yes, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, I so yeah. I watched because the reason we started the Enterprise podcast was because Jody and Adam were like, "It's good," and Kevin and I were like, "No, it's not." And they're like, "We're gonna sit down and watch it." And it turns out it's, it's a good. mixed bag. It's pretty good. It is a mixed um, bag, of but they're is. not all great. Uh, not all their episodes are great. Uh, Did you but, guys see the documentary? Um, um, Shatner's documentary, The Captains. Yes. Yeah. Love. Okay. So I adore that documentary. I still I tease Shatner because he was he had crafted that narrative to like turn around and like come to finally appreciate himself and track. I mean, like that's such a Shatner thing. I get it and I like it. But the the interactions that he had with the other captains were so fantastic, and you really glean some interesting information from Scott Bakula. That interview was great. He ended up saying like he he you could see it all over his body. He knew his show. In, especially in a, in a documentary about all the shows, which is what this is, like the captains. He knew that his was kind of the weakest, the one that wasn't, didn't go the distance. Yeah, right? he's like, we didn't have it like you had it. Like he yes, says. and he was like, uh, you guys, it's all about the casting and you guys had like lightning in a bottle. You got the perfect cast and we just didn't have that. And he said a lot, but you, but you could also read so much between all the lines and that. It was such a fascinating takeaway. I learned so much As about, an ensemble, about it. As an ensemble, they still like, I'm, I'm near the end of the show and they haven't, yeah. they still haven't really come together. They don't, they don't, Absolutely make, not. they don't use Mayweather and Hoshi and, and, and even Reed enough. Um, Those characters were never evolved well enough. Uh, poor, yeah. poor uh, uh, Mayweather is like the most two-dimensional character that has ever existed. It's so, he was the uh, most interesting. Like he's a boomer. We've never had a character like yeah. that before. And we, which we gave keep, us keep one, Where's maybe Travis? two episodes. Yeah, where is Travis? <laughs> yeah. <Where's> Travis? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he gets no reverence from like the Starfleet pilots like Reed got, you know, like ooh, no one ever like references like Bayweather as the great as one of the greats, but no, uh, poor I'm guy. Um anyway, so we got all those podcasts. Merrick, what do you got going on with your podcast and uh and other empires uh that you're working on in endeavors? Well, welcome to the night shift. Uh, we've been redesigning our entire office, so we've been a little late on our most recent edition. But as you can tell, we're redesigning. We're going to do some live stream sort of content soon. We got a podcast we're recording this weekend. It'll be up very shortly. Doing some Star Trek Online content, too. Ooh. I love to show. I, I really want to shout that out. I feel like it's a sacred duty with me as the biggest Star Trek fan ever and such a STO fan to go out and meet people who love Star Trek, who want to live, you know how we are. Like we sort of live in this universe as much as we can. Like that's Pretty what people much. do. And anyone who's that big of a Star Trek fan who's not playing or hasn't played Star Trek online, I feel like there's just so many things missing there. So many awesome connections that I really want to show people. It's not a hardcore game. It's not like playing World of Warcraft. It's not that kind of thing. So I want to go through the story, show off all the connections uh, that, yeah. that are there with the real thing. And now you guys should be even more excited about it out there in TV land because it's, 
it's been weirdly canonized or at least included kind of. in the Star Trek verse. I mean, like they've at least acknowledged it. It feels like it's closer than it's ever been. So it's such a neat. They're going to have to figure out something with the Enterprise now, though, that the. Uh... <laughs> Because yeah. the Enterprise F is decommissioned. Just, Dave, did you, did you just say SPL? Star Trek Online is canon? Well, only the Enterprise F being uh, shown in Star Trek Picard, kind of, yeah. which is from the game, right? So it's. Hey, it, wasn't that one of the fan design ships, too? Isn't that the craziest thing ever? Somebody like came up with a design for because STO does that. They ended up putting it in their game and it became this big sort of thing, the representation of the farthest along enterprise that existed up until that point. And then it was seen in Picard. I mean, like for all of us SDO fans, we lost our minds when we saw yeah. it. it was I was so like, cool. oh, there it is. And then they're yes. like, and then Shelby was in command. And then yes. it pretty much oh. gets, but they're like, we're, we're decommissioning it. And then they, they make the Enterprise F by the end of that show, but, uh, or G, sorry, Enterprise G. G. Um, by the end of that show but yeah so uh <laughs> there was even an interview with terry metallis he's like well sure i could have bought more star trek online and it would make those star trek online gamers happy but you know i don't know what's so important <laughs> <laughs> they, they have such a cool relationship though because even like all of the fan all of the alumni from i mean how many actors are you up to and at this point in sto it's oh, like it's dozens. It's a ton. The, man. the list. The list is shorter. Who haven't come back? I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So like, because uh, I don't mention that's not Avery Brooks who does that uh, wormhole voice in that one. Uh, yeah, and you know he won't come back for anything Star Trek. So it's not even like he's just snubbing Star Trek Online or anything. He's just you know. Yeah. All right, you guys awesome. keep nerding out about Star Trek Online. I will let my cat in. This is what happened last time we talked about Star Trek. Yeah, Online. and he. I, I've tried to get at. Um, dapping to play it some more but uh it's a work in progress you know so you it's know. so i maybe if uh if we make some good content you can kind of see some of the cool story threads you i know? keep saying you get to level 65 i can like start giving you stuff like items but you can't a lot of the stuff i give them you can't even use it yet so but uh, that's the side of it that i actually don't want people to get hung up on because i it's so easy for people to look at sto like it's an mmo first and a star trek game second and that couldn't be farther from the truth you can play this game Game as a single player story driven atmospheric immersive experience that has nothing to do with other people or gear or any of that stuff it's just it's just a way to sort of experience it i think yeah ex i agree hey nerdlingers uh you call him yeah, call nerd anybody nerd. calling anybody a nerd in this group is all right. hysterical. <laughs> all right. we are all the biggest of nerds of course, check out, uh, we have Debate 9 here on the channel under our science division, also the trivias and um, and the, what am I forgetting? Lots Class L probes. Class L probes, uh, which uh, I think Merrick was most recently on. The Cuter's Trek, uh, the long format. Debate 9 coming up. Debate 9 coming up. Uh, hopefully we're going to get a new Star Trek Radio Theater going soon. Uh, and uh, look for that in the near future. And, of course, check out the Federation of Podcasts. Uh, you can go to our website, ufpodcast.com, which covers a whole bunch of different podcasts under different topics. Uh, like Reality TV under the Super Mater Brothers podcast will be on tonight covering the, uh, the zombie resurrection rumble in week 8 of Big Brother 25. Uh, also, we just last night we were on talking about Survivor season 45's premiere. It was a 90 minute premiere. All the episodes are going to be this 90 minutes this season. Check out our coverage on the Super Mater Brothers podcast. X rated with David and Andre it comes out Tuesdays. They've gone through all those episodes of X Men, the animated series. Now they're going to be looking at the movies. They've had great interviews. Uh, with well, different... we're not done. We're not done the series yet. There's still a couple, couple left. Okay, but well, you're near the end. Um, we're near the end. Yeah, the, the we graphic. Got, and we might have a we might have a quick uh, 
turnaround interview happening this weekend. Or, I mean, this Tuesday as well. We might be. Uh, you heard it here first. And yes, then... yes, it could be. We might have an interview with Tony Daniels, the voice of Gambit in season five, coming up. Oh, it's, so he's, but it's a different guy. Oh, oh it's the guy from uh, Kung Fu. The Legend Continues. Who does the voice, right? For the in first the... four seasons, yeah. And then it's this guy for season five. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, and then Graphic Histories podcast with Andre Mayet. I was on last the last episode, so you definitely want to listen to that one. It's um, going to be the most viewed episode of all time. Most listened episode. Uh, hold up. Next yeah. week, I will be talking with Murphy and Davin about three space movies. Uh, Outland with Sean Connery. We got uh, that last night. Apollo 13 with, um, what's his name? Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. And uh, Ad Astra with Brad Pitt. So some, some big movie stars in these three movies too. So big space. Uh, so look out for that next Wednesday. We'll be on and uh, got trivial debates coming up uh, in the near future. A horror themed episode with Davin hosting. No eyes. Mm-hmm. Is that Jessica mm-hmm. Chan? Is she on this? Yep. Okay. Jessica and Chelsea Harris and Mortis Media. Oh wow! There you go. And speaking of the Chans, the Hellbound podcast with Michael Chan and Alex Blackburn on uh, I don't know Wednesdays usually comes out uh, a horror themed podcast. And Eamon, my son, has a music podcast called Eamon on Track, where he reviews music albums with his guests. Everybody wish Eamon a happy birthday. It'll be happy Sunday. birthday, Eamon. Yeah, he's turning happy 21 birthday. on Sunday, so that's exciting. Oh, to be young. Yeah, he can drink in the States Right now. of ascension is near. Yeah. Wait, wait, what is it in, in, in the great white north of Canada? Is it 19. not 21? 19? Yeah. Oh, interesting. 18 in a couple of provinces. In Quebec and Manitoba, it's 18. Uh, it's 18 yeah. in Mexico, and I know that because I grew up in California, but it's 21 everywhere in the U.S. Every so. state is 21. Yeah, yeah. you guys just do it everywhere. Uh, so it's it, different rules, I guess. But you can buy it like... 21, you should have gotten horribly drunk enough times to not want to do it anymore. Like, Yeah. Well, we all did all that, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't there don't drink, go. kids. Happy <laughs> Thank you, school. Sam. Thanks for, I'm sure you'll appreciate that. Okay. Well, um, I think that's it guys on that note. I know I have a clip here. I'll, I'll play us out on and we'll be back next week for that Ferengi episode. Uh, all right. Have a good one. Live long and podcast. I'm sorry. I mistook Vulcan telepathic projection for betazoid telepathic projection. I feel like such an idiot. (laughs) See you next time.